What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode number 150 of Indian Markets with KR. It's been a pretty crazy uh 150 episodes of course i i just remember doing the 100th episode special uh literally a few days ago it's, it's like i recorded that yesterday um so if you're wondering you know what that was it was more of a qna sort of thing my father asked me a few questions about uh my journey so far um and you know it's 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 it was pretty pretty cool to see 150 episodes now so uh yeah i mean as always make sure you are listening to this episode and the rest of them at a speed you are comfortable at uh, i personally prefer 2x but you know make sure that whatever speed you're picking it should be uh it should be something which is engaging enough for you and at the same time it shouldn't be too slow uh cuz that way you will save a lot of time and you will not feel sleepy during the episodes so yeah without any further ado Let's get started into what I believe is possibly uh the shittiest day I've seen for any option buyer. So the market snapshot not a lot different from yesterday. Uh minus 4044 crore net selling for the FIs and 3500 crore roughly uh net buying for the DIs once again. Uh I think this entire month the dis have been buying very solidly i don't have the break up of what they've bought whether it's uh, you know more on the index futures that they've purchased or uh, the options that they've bought or whatever uh, but this is this is what nse's website is giving me so that's what i'm going to go by and as far as the fi's are concerned again same i really don't know whether they're selling uh, options whether they're selling futures or equity or what I just know that there's net selling happening. The market cap from yesterday is not that different. It's still at 26 followed by 90 lakhs. So that's what we're seeing. This 248 advances and 1675 uh declines. So that's a pretty uh pretty, you know, ra- grave ratio. Uh, it's it's really not that good at all. So that's kind of sad. and that gives us an ad ratio of 0.15 which is pretty pretty terrible because we've we've seen obviously better ratios yesterday and the day before that um so that's what we're seeing it basically means that most of the stocks uh fell down today and if we look at the broad market indices that's that's what it sort of confirms because all of the indices except for vix once again are down Vix made a new high of 64.5775. If you're wondering uh why there are four decimal places in Vix, it's probably because the way Vix is traded, it's it's Vix multiplied by 1000 or something. So that's possibly why uh, 1000 or 100 something like that. So that's possibly why we're seeing four decimal places on Vix but just two decimal places on other indices. Uh in case you were wondering and uh, in terms of the sectoral indices again all of them are down uh, just media is media is doing relatively okay psu banks are doing better than uh, the other sectors 
but overall today was still a negative day fmcg down 2.65 so not not too good at all and the fixed income ones did well today despite that initial gap up opening despite that initial positivity um you know fixed income indices did reasonably well so that's again a good sign and in terms of uh, you know the 52 week highs and lows four highs today 544 lows uh, so it looks like the number of lows are slowly increasing the number of highs are still you know as they were gk wires ruchi soya and sbi cards so you know the the good performing stocks are still the same gk wire ruchi soya they've been here since a week i think uh, so that's what we're seeing as far as the losers are concerned no adani here yet uh, but we are still seeing some of uh, you know the other common stocks like bandhan bank and apollo tire and uh 63 moons is here as well so these uh, stocks which have been here since a long time you know we've we've been seeing them in the losers list in the 52 week lows list since quite some time they're still here so that's what we're seeing on this front again nothing really uh, out of the ordinary here can't do a lot about this so it's 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 like it's just what it is you really can't say whether this is a good thing or a bad thing because this sell-off is affecting the entire market it's not uh, one particular stock that's bad it's the entire market which is in that paranoia everyone is just selling prices are going down and again it's it's not really anything against these companies inherently or for example gk wire and ruchi soya nothing inherently amazing about them I'm sure that there is, but there's nothing. Uh, they aren't like the best companies uh, of the market entirely. It's just that those are those are the two which are going up. The other ones are going down. Sellers. So in this market, sure, those might be the best if you're if you're holding them. Uh, but once things recover, once we see some positive movements finally, uh, whenever that happens, whether it's in a few days, weeks, months, whenever that happens, those stocks might not perform as well. So uh don't don't take these uh, stocks as like they're the best stocks in the market they're just best right now in the future it might change in the future we might see some uh, stocks which are in which have been in the top losers list pretty much consistently every day since the past month doing exceptionally well that is also a possibility so that's something that we need to keep in mind and i just thought i'd mention that because uh, you know, I, I talk about these a lot, but I just mention them. I don't really talk about my take on it. I don't really talk about whether I'm going to trade these or not. And if you're wondering, I'm not going to trade these. Um, I just mention it. I just mention these things just because, you know, it, it gives you a better idea of how the individual stocks were as well and how, uh, you know, which, how many stocks actually hit highs and such. That's why I talk about it here. In terms of the large deals, Eibel Housing Finance again, well, you know, this is just 17th March data I can see here. So it's all the same. Uh, bulk deals, block deals, short selling, all of them are the same that we've spoken about. So nothing big happened today looks like. As far as the option chain is concerned, uh, I'm seeing a lot of put, put uh, writing happening around 8,800, uh, 8, uh, 9,000 puts also being sold quite a lot today and uh, a lot of lower strikes uh, lower strike puts are also being sold so and the uh, the calls of higher strikes uh, are being bought in fact there are so many calls which are 
11,000 and 11,100 which are being bought and people are still holding these. I have no clue why, uh, but that's still the case. I'm assuming that those are just the short parties uh, which are still there, you know, in the OI because there is a minus 5,000 change in OI in the 10,500 calls. So I'm assuming that all of those people who had high hopes from the market today uh, or in this week that it po it would possibly recover, they are now, you know, understanding that, hey, things are not that simple. The market is possibly not going to recover that easily. So that's what we're seeing. There is a tremendous amount of call buying happening on the 9,000 strike. So 9,000 call, 9,100 call, 9,200 call and the 9,300 call. 9,500 is also there, but not that much. So by just going by this, looks like uh, the FNO players are preferring once again the positive side. Whether this actually happens or not, it's it's it really depends. Can't say because since the past two days, at least we've been seeing more of a bullish bias in the OI. Uh, but of course, the market is going down. So. How reliable this is, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm doing it properly, uh, but I just want to mention it because uh, that that 9,000 call OI is massive here. So that's something you could possibly look at. You could explore it further uh, so that you know how things are going. And as far as crude is concerned, it is down once again. It's actually uh, down down quite badly. Minus 8.38% WTI crude and Brent crude is down 4%. Again, in terms of absolute amounts, it's just $2.29 and $1.24. So not a lot, but still, you know, crude is at 25.04, 29.17 crude uh, and Brent respectively. And those are extremely low. Uh, so I was, I was actually doing some additional sort of reading on it. Um, I, I stumbled upon this on Twitter that the uh, the production cost for Saudi of these uh, of of you know one barrel of crude is like 2.8 dollars or something. So just to put that into perspective, this is still 10x their uh, cost price, which is uh, you know for them it's really no big deal. They're they're they like. If, if they really lose their shit, they'll probably bring it down to cost and they'll still be like, okay, fine, no biggie. So it is what it is. I mean, they, they pretty much control all of those, all of these things, uh, because that is literally what, what caused crude to, crude to fall down from 40 to 30 as well. So this part of the, uh, you know, thing I would be very cautious at, uh, as far as FX is concerned, 74.25 rupees per dollar and it opened with a gap down filled in that gap almost instantly and then we saw resistance at uh, well just above uh, the previous swing high that it that was there and then it we saw it sort of dipping down and then around roughly going uh, roughly closing at where it had previously closed so uh, you know the, the movement was definitely bullish initially but then it sort of died down, possibly because initially even the markets in general were fairly positive or at least there was a sense of bullishness around. But then as the day progressed, as the global markets opened, as more and more players came into uh, the markets, things sort of got slightly more bearish. That, that's possibly what is being reflected uh, in FX as well. 
so that's what we're seeing with the market-wide snapshot. Let's move to the indices now. So Nifty is closing at 8,468.8, down 5.5%. So clearly not really the best days for Nifty. And uh, I mean, it's it's again, it's very weird to say this because we've been seeing these things happening since so long. Literally, as I was reading somewhere that it's been 41 sessions and Nifty has already lost uh, just just under 4,000 points. So just to put that into perspective, that is a tremendous amount. It's 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 pretty wild. And some I, I remember some were saying that this is the worst uh, fall that we've seen since 2003 or something uh, for crude. So I'm assuming that there is a similar correlation with uh, the equity side as well. So clearly, you know. We've been seeing some pretty rough days, especially because literally the previous day uh, or, you know, on the previous day or whether you're talking literally right before the market open, we see somewhat of a positive side. Like we, we do see uh, at times such as today and I believe yesterday as well, where the market opens with a gap up or at least it trades in the green initially and then it just sort of falls flat. So that's something we have seen. But, uh, you know, it just it just does not sustain those levels at all. So uh, that's 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 just how it is. And can't really change these things in terms of the gainers and the losers for Nifty. Uh, we have got uh, six advances and 44 declines. It's at its 52 week low. In fact, the last time we saw these levels. Uh, were on Friday and before that I think uh, gosh probably 2009 or something if I remember those uh, those news articles correctly so it's clearly been a long time since we've seen like those 8.5k uh, levels for nifty and uh, I'm hoping that these levels again do not sustain because it's not really a healthy thing uh, it's it's like the markets have caught coronavirus and they're in their final stages uh, with you know pneumonia in their lungs and all that so that's what we are seeing as far as which stocks did well z limited up 26.97 percent again it was the top loser yesterday and it's the top gainer today yes bank wild moves happening with yes bank today it's up 5.12 percent sure it's closing at 61.65 sure but during the day it was at 80 and after that it just it just fell so possibly a lot of people were talking about uh, it being like a trap for uh, you know people who just buy cheap stocks and then sell it and you know hold on to them or something a trap for retail investors you know people who aren't really aware of uh, how certain operators can really trap you so that's that's uh, you know one theory that could possibly be happening and yes bank in general it's a it's a bit difficult to talk about it because you know now that you've got that three-year lock-in any price that you see here is partially moot because regardless of what the price is 20 75 percent of your holding is not going to change and the people who know that uh, you know if they buy more than 100 shares they, they'll they'll have to keep it in lock-in and all that so those people will have to pay for it essentially like like you know like an FD or something like a bond or something which you can't uh, break pre prematurely. So 
anyone who knows what's happening with the S-Bank knows what they're getting into. Anyone that doesn't know what's happening, for them, this price might be crazy. But then it's possibly just, uh, you know, some some less than normal market forces which are causing this, uh, in my opinion. So that's what we're seeing. Very similar thing with ONGC, which is the next gainer. It's up 3.33%, closing at 62 I believe the high for the day was closer to 80 or just above 80. We'll just get to know in a second if I can somehow find it here. Uh, where's the high? Upper band is 87. So I think I think the day's, day's high was 87 today. And it was just within a few minutes, went from 60 to 87, back to 60s again. So very similar thing for ONGC as well. ITC is on the positive side. I think it's been so long since I've talked about ITC and it's at 151 up 1.51% so not really a lot but still ITC is here uh, in the gainers list pleasant surprise and uh, I wonder if it's all the people uh, choosing to smoke and uh, live their so-called last days in fear of corona because they think that okay life is gonna (laughs) end and jokes apart just kidding uh, don't smoke. And uh, the next gainer is TCS, 1670. So, TCS, 800 points down from what I remember to be the previous, well, 500 to 800 points, uh, six, 700 to 800 points down from what I remember to be its previous nice level. So, that's what we are seeing. On the loser's side, Indusin Bank has just taken an absolute beating, 24% down. So, a lot of uh, weird uh, stocks here in the gainers and losers. As far as the intraday charts are concerned uh, we're looking at on the three minute chart it's very very uh, you know linear downtrend gap up open could not sustain uh, some amount of uh, you know support offered at that previous close but really not enough to sustain it and then it just fell down of course there were a lot of attempts made to uh, you know take support one attempt was fairly, fairly, you know, fairly successful, but it really wasn't enough. So if you are going purely by moving averages, such as, you know, something like a 20 MA or a 13 MA, um, or even a 50 MA, if you were looking at a swing position, you could have uh, just easily shorted it and you could have held on to it till expiry and uh, expiry meaning EOD and you could have uh, made money. Because it really did not breach, and those MA resistance are uh, MA resistances are real. It's very crazy. That's what we're seeing. Intraday though, if you if you are actually trading and you're not analyzing it EOD, then your views, then your trades would have been very different because you'd have just seen some very sharp plus moves, and then the market fizzling out. Similarly, you would have seen some very sharp down moves. And then suddenly, uh, uh, you know, the price is shooting up. So those things are, are is what is really messing up the market because those things are, uh, you know, the things which are really, really making this volatile and choppy. So that's what we are seeing on the daily chart. Again, it's broken its low and it is at levels. If I can just find it here. It's at levels which we last saw in Jan 2017, and uh, it's it's got a cluster of supports here. Sure, if things really really don't work out for Nifty, uh, then we're probably looking at uh, well, where is it? We're probably looking at like 8300 or so. 
below that 8000 retest hopefully or 17900 or so is what i'm looking at there is a head and shoulder pattern right around 8600 so possibly if if it really really wants to take support that is possibly where it might uh, it might just try to uh, stall a bit or something so that's what we're seeing but these levels are really really hard to say like it's it it really does not have to respect any of these levels it can uh, very well just breach everything and go to 7k nothing to stop it at all so just keep that in mind whenever you're taking a trade as far as bank nifty is concerned it's down 5.87 percent closing at 20,853 and it's it's quite low uh, clearly it's down 1300 points so once again just a just an absolute annihilation of uh, of a day and intraday moves extremely similar to what we saw with nifty in the way that very linear fall towards the end of the day uh, for nifty it, it really took support properly literally at uh, the very end of the day for bank nifty it took support in the second half around 12 30 or so so it, it played around within that range after that so bank nifty by the looks of it it has somewhat rejected those lower levels nifty has not rejected the lower levels as much as bank nifty has so that's another thing to consider and yeah on the daily chart again very similar it's really weird to talk about these things because literally it, it, there is no compulsion for any of these levels to hold true there's no compulsion for any chart pattern or candle pattern to hold true so whatever happens will be known on that day itself unless you are you know analyze the order flows and such then perhaps it's a different uh, thing but as things stand it's very difficult to say how things might move so one possible good indicator for that is the global markets again it hasn't really worked that well in the past like these past few days but it still gives us some context on where the global markets are where uh, you know the other markets are moving and how they are moving so right now FTSE is negative CSE is negative DAX is negative SGX nifty is negative as well 8368 is where it's at all of the other Asian markets are negative except for set composite NASDAQ is positive up 6.23% and uh, this was up uh, a bit more uh, just just a while back probably half an hour back or so but it's since fallen so possibly very similar to what we've been seeing that it, it, it is positive towards the start of the day but then it sort of starts slipping down so that might be what is happening here as well and that is why uh, again it's 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 not really advisable to go by these either uh, if you are seeing something like, you know, hey, the global markets are good at 320, should I um, have a BTST long position or like should I have a bullish or a bearish BTST position? If you really want to re reduce your risk, then neither is the only answer that you should have. And yeah, with that, let's move to my trades. So my trades for the day, uh, one long, one short. The first one was a put that I bought. And that was going all right until the market took support, like literally the second or the third candle uh, for the day. It took a bit of support. It showed me a reasonable amount of MTM, uh, you know, loss, which is why I thought that, hey, these things can move really fast. If it wants to correct it, might. if it wants to, you know, go in the other direction, can do so very easily, which is why 
um, you know, after it actually breaching its resistance as well, I was like, okay, time to sell because it was at support as well. So I sold that put and uh, I entered into a call because again, it was at support. And <laughs> the next thing I know, it crashed. It, it fell literally through the roof and uh, it did not look back ever since. So these things happen. And as a result, I stopped trading uh, after those two trades because the thing is, when you, we are seeing such uh, such volatile movements, when we're seeing so markets being so choppy, I think that the risk reward is, uh, you know, in such a place where it really does not make sense for anyone who wants to, uh, you know, do do well long term to actually get into options right now because unless you do very very calculated moves on itm and atm options which are extremely expensive right now unless you do that you are going to face losses and because that's just how the risk reward setup is like if i want to gain uh, let's say 1200 rupees i know i do percentages normally roi but you know mentioning rupees makes it extremely easy so 1200 rupees 1500 rupees that's around 20 points so 50 15 20 points on a nifty uh, option so let's say i want to do that if i want to uh, if i want to earn that much i will have to be risking at least 3000 rupees and if if you if, like literally if you know how the markets work a 0.5 r trade is not sustainable especially when we talk about markets which are so choppy where your right wrong ratio is definitely not going to be uh, able to you know support that kind of a risk reward trade so that is what was going on in my mind uh, since yesterday last night and today which is why i decided to not trade today because had i traded possibly yes there is a chance that i could have re-entered into that option sure would I have actually put in that amount of money at risk? Probably not. Because just the way these things are moving, unless you have that capacity to see a 5,000 rupee loss to earn 2,500 rupees, you really are not going to see the kind of gains that uh, you are hoping to. And that is the part which really does not sit well with me because I'm someone who is not really, uh, you know, that into risking these these big monies like even if you talk about margin and such i would prefer taking you know that that is why a lot of us buy calls right because putting in so much amount of money like literally six digits as margin for selling options is basically putting more money at risk compared to buying options uh and you know similarly if we're talking about like a 500 rupee option then you're putting in there, risking in that much more money because one wrong move in that 500 can become 450 like that in a few ticks. I've seen it happen in front of my eyes, which is why I can tell you. And that's why I'm avoiding, uh, I, I've, I've decided to avoid uh, index options for now. I really don't know if the opportunity presents itself, possibly if the trade seems to be uh, of an ideal, of a more feasible uh, risk reward ratio, then maybe I will get into it. But for now, most likely I'll be looking at equity only. Uh, so I just want to mention that as well, because I feel that this needs to change. And 
this is not su uh, sustainable at all and if you are in a similar position then i do recommend checking out equity only doing equity only for a bit seeing how things go seeing if 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 the problem lies with how the option prices are or if the problem lies with you because it's entirely possible that i'm saying all of this but it's actually my technique which is wrong so testing on equity will also give me that additional uh, you know insight which might help me understand what is exactly going wrong so uh, that's that's my trade uh, those are my trades for the day and that's also the lesson for the day right because you need to sit back and understand where are you going wrong where are you going right for example if my trades were working then i would also think about why they are working because you know if you're in here if you're here for the long game if you're here for the long run um, and then then it it really does not make sense to just say that hey i made money that's all that matters you need to understand why you made money you need to understand why you lost money and you need to make sure that you know again you do more of what works so that's uh, that's my view on the markets today that's my lesson for the day and those are my trades i hope you found this helpful and informative Again, if you've got any feedback, suggestions, recommendations, tweet at me at Indian Markets with KR on Instagram at Markets with KR on Twitter, and uh, see you in the next one. Happy expiry trading tomorrow.